Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 2016, I'm experiencing the most success I've ever had in my life, but I'm realizing I'm becoming exactly what I hated. Yo, I'm about to ruin my family the way I saw my pops ruin. His family. I was getting caught up in the caricature of Charlemagne. That ain't who Lenard is. What moment was it, though, when you were at the height that made you say, all right, I might need to see what's going on? Phone call from my wife. I'm out in L.A. doing some shit I ain't got no business doing. And I remember her just saying to me, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just in the hotel, whatever. She was like, no, what are you doing? Wow. She feel it. And not even about that moment. She She said, what what are you doing with your life? You about to fuck around and and lose your family. You about to fuck around and lose everything. And they'd be like, yo, PC to God. Let me tell y'all something. Calling out rappers, that brings you some smoke. You definitely gonna hit a ceiling. Yeah. Calling out politicians is a way different ball game, yes. yo. I ain't talking about no entertainment shit. I'm talking about I... real life. I tell you a story. It's like, yo, I remember one time my lawyer got on the phone and one of them said, what is going on? I got the opportunity to be part of the press junkie. I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what all these people talking about. I don't know if I'm ever going to get a chance to talk to the minister ever again. I got questions about life. Man. I was the first person, boom, I hit him with two questions about life. Man. And he gave these really thought-provoking answers, and he goes, 
Don't ask me any more questions. I'm going to talk to you later. People always ask me what's the key to success. I always say God, black women, and therapy. You yes. got to have a queen on your side. Mm -hmm. What Meth say, nothing makes a man feel better than a woman. Man. Queen with a crown, that be down for whatever. Welcome to It's Up There Podcast, another episode of the fastest growing podcast in the world. The vibration is high. Today we got somebody who I studied a long time, man. I, I call this dude the gold of the market. He's been able to put points up. A lot of y'all been able to get to the game and get in the arena and get to the bench, but this dude here been putting points up, and now we see him putting more assists up than everybody. Today we got Charlemagne the God. How's it going, my Loon, brother? Loon, what's up, my brother? Man, lovely, lovely, It man. is a privilege and an honor uh, to be on the It's Up There podcast. I've been watching the It's Up There podcast for a minute. I love uh, the free jewelry you give out to the marketplace at all times. So appreciate it, This brother. is definitely a show uh, I, I look forward to having the conversation on. Man, I appreciate it, man. You've, you've amplified me. You've helped me. You've been a show that I can lean on and I want the youngsters to know, like, we lighten the way with these conversations. These conversations mean so much to me and so much to the market. And that's why I'm proud that sometimes, like, even last night, you just hit me like, bro, you got me inspired to have these kind of conversations. That means so much to me because that's what I really do it for. I'm like, bro, put that 23 back on. <laughs> put that 20. Don't, they, you know, see, you don't, they, they think you got the 45 on. Put that 23 Word. back on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Loon be hitting me and Loon be like, you know, man, there's so much misinformation out here. There's so much people out here giving bad game, yes. you know? And, and I was like, damn. I never, I, to be honest with you, I don't be paying no attention. Right. But then when I do pay attention, I do tap in. I'm like, oh, Loon, right. Yes. Because everybody out here just saying anything. And these people that don't know any better that's on the come up, they eating it up. Yes. Like, I don't have no problem giving game to the people that's around me. Or, you right. know, if you listen to Breakfast Club or Brilliant Idiots, you might get some jewels here and there. But I never thought about, like, just sitting down and, like just really explaining the the, the business side of yeah, things because that's uh, that's what we need. Like, and even when I told y'all yesterday on on uh, Brilliant Idiots, when I was just telling shows, like, bro, this is literally all some of these guys got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, they are literally at home crafting their destiny based off these conversations. And so, if we allow a lot of the lies to live in the marketplace, we're effectively setting our counterparts up for failure. Because no, they're going right. to chase something that's not really there, right? And um, I think it's important that we had a conversation. I want to dive right in. We coming in hot, man. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday, we spoke about Billboard. We spoke about them releasing a um, a press release saying that no rap or hip-hop song, was it platinum? No rap, no rap album or hip-hop song has hit number one in 2023. That's the first time that's happened in 30 years. Wow. And and we kind of touched on it on Idiots, but I want to build on it a little more. Um, it's so crazy because without us even reading it, we both were spot on. You was like, yo, the Afrobeat thing is the low vibration in the rap music is just starting to turn people off. Yep. And I'm saying, yo, I think the algorithm with the TikTok has stopped allowing for those stars to be overnight stars. They yep. sending you back in the kitchen. Right. And um, let's let's build on that a little bit more. Chasing algorithm. We. Yeah. I mean, I love this conversation because it applies to just more than music, man. It applies to that next generation of of media personality. Um, I feel like everybody is chasing an algorithm instead of attempting to be the algorithm. Right. And the, the way that you be the algorithm is by focusing on intent over content. 
You know, that's mm. something that my guy Ann Paris always says. He said people forgot about uh, an intent and they just focus on content. Right. Like for me coming up, you know, in South Carolina, all I ever wanted to do was put the best content out there. Like yes. I just wanted to be a great radio personality. Right. That's all I wanted to do. Um, I was learning from the people that were, were, were in position at the time, you know what I mean? So as I was finding my own way of doing things, finding my own style, you know, you could hear elements of, you know, the Howard Stearns or the As Wendy Williams or the Angie Martinez, like these people that I was paying attention to just by listening to online yes. at the time. But I wasn't me yet. Yes. You know what I mean? But even with that, I was still trying to produce great content because I want they were the bar for me. Yes. I, I'd listen to their interviews and I'm like, I want to do that. And you if know? you're going to copy anyone, copy the bar. Copy the and bar. And that's what confuses me. Because without us speaking, they don't have the bar to copy. They now copy what's available. Well, I, I think I agree with I agree with that, but I think they are copying the bar, but they're not really digging into what the bar may be doing. That's, they see things on the surface. Exactly. I got caught up into that. Like yeah. when they out here, these publications calling me the hip hop Howard Stern. I didn't even stop to think. Well, what part of Howard do they like? you know, uh, that they see in me. Exactly. You know what I mean? For me, it was just like, okay, I'm going to do- Double down. I'm going I'm to do, the, I'm gonna do the, the perverted shit. I'm going to have yeah. porn stars in yeah. here. I'm going to be yeah. sniffing chairs. I'm going to be doing all of that. Yeah. That wild, crazy right. shit. That, that frat boy humor. Right, right. That, that low vibrational yes. frat boy humor yes. that goes back to what I'm talking about when we talk about these algorithms. I was chasing an algorithm instead of being an algorithm. And I think the problem with- uh, hip hop right now is that everybody's chasing the algorithm. Everybody wants to go viral, but nobody's thinking about building something that actually has value. Exactly. And I think we get it confused. I've always told everybody that listens to me, they know this, but I always say our job when we, when we are putting out clips or when we're using YouTube or any of these social media platforms that we have no control over, we use those as a billboard, like you say, or as a commercial, That's like it. I say. So, in business, your whole objective is to be able to scale. To scale, you need to be able to forecast. To forecast, you need concrete information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no way to have concrete information from something like a YouTube or a TikTok or a Facebook. Sometimes they criticize you for corporate hustling mm -hmm. instead of, I don't know what they call it, something else, which I, I will get into it. I believe the corporate hustle allows you to forecast and scale a business. I think these youngsters have been confused. They really believe that strategic partnership is not as valuable as it truly is in the market. That's a fact, Loon. And they're abandoning, they're abandoning traditional institutions. For example, YouTube, TikTok, social media. You need all of that as an artist. But guess what else you need? You need radio. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like... I, and, and I get it, you know, I, I even ha at times thought to myself like, damn, is radio as important as it, as it, as it used to be? Right. You know, because I feel like, you know, th th this is what I say in radio when I'm in my corporate meetings. I always say, look, radio will never lead in anything ever again, right? Because when it comes to personality, people go to podcasts. When right. it comes to music, people go to streaming services. When it comes to live events, people go to festivals, right? right. Are, these, are these experiences right, like right. Mary J. Blige does her festival, the Roots 100%. does do their picnic. When it comes to news, social media is always gonna break news, right? But radio can be the greatest compliment, mm. the greatest amplifier mm. for all of those things. So when yes. you look at these artists not charting, you know, number one on Billboard, yeah, they may have the, TikTok thing going viral. They may have all the social media followers, but that song 
is only going to go as far as the algorithm allows it to. And, right. and those fans online are so fickle, they might be on a song today and then be on to something else the next day. Right. But what does radio do? Radio will take that song and beat it in your head. Yes. <laughs> they will beat it in your head every day on the hour. So now you're not just you know getting listened to by fickle fans online. You actually... Becoming, rating. Be, becoming a habit yes. to people. People yes. waking up in the morning or driving in the afternoon, they constantly hearing this record. They, they, they It programs you to actually like this record. And that's why it's called record. programming. And that's why it's called programming. Yes. So what happens with that? Now you need the artist to start making the round. So that's why labels have to do their job, right? Because labels are so busy chasing the algorithm. They just trying to break a song instead of trying to build an artist. You sit down, you, you take that artist and you sit them down and you get them, you know, media training, right. right? You get them ready to go make these rounds through radio. Not only that, these shows that radio be doing, like these concerts, right. yo, you make sure that they're on these shows. Now, you might have to you might have to do that for free. Right. But what does it matter? Because all that's gonna do is make everything else go up. Exactly. Them numbers that you're getting paid on that festival stage, those gonna go up. It's gonna make your streams go up. You know what I mean? So it's just like you should do it all. Exactly. Like you don't you don't abandon anything. Don't abandon social media and the internet, but don't abandon radio and those traditional right. outlets because the to build the star. Exactly. Cause in my opinion, the infrastructure is so important, right? And with radio and with certain entities, they have the infrastructure, which means like with podcasting and and I hope to some of the youngsters that look up to me help them understand what strategic partnerships look like, mm -hmm. right? Because y'all so far gone, they don't even get it. They don't even understand what the fuck is like Charlemagne and Breakfast Club and iHeart. I don't understand how that connects. But some of these other guys that do pods that kind of stand up on a mountain and beat their chest, it's like, well, damn, that, may, that seems a little bit more like what I'm doing, mm -hmm. right? Because they mm -hmm. can't relate. So I need them to understand how important it is to connect the right dots. And we also yesterday spoke about chasing that equity play, right? To try to put yourself in a position to say, hey, I'm not going to sign unless they give me equity in the company or I'm not going to make the deal unless they give me some sort of percentage in, in, in something that's probably unreasonable for the market at that time. What do you say to people who build, they bi build the business that way? I think that... Uh the only way to get a business to scale is through strategic partnerships. Right. You know, um, you will hit a ceiling. You definitely gonna hit a ceiling. Yeah. You know, that's why I, when I, I laugh at a lot of people when they have these ownership conversations. But your your platform is is social media. Like if you if you on YouTube, you know, as much as you think you own your content, YouTube really owns your content. Because exactly. what YouTube can do is demonetize you whenever they want. At any they, moment, they, they can strike your videos whenever they want. They can suppress you. Whenever they want, they can take your whole page down in any time. Whenever they want, so anytime. I don't. I don't understand how you know people really, and in particular, they do that to y'all because mm -hmm. people that's on the radio, they feel as though they can have those conversations with radio personalities mm -hmm. about ownership, and they operate on YouTube. It makes it's no a sense. strange, yeah, it's a very strange <laughs> thing. And then I say to myself, all right, you operate on YouTube at some point. Because I've seen this happen in other markets. The reason why I don't operate on YouTube is because I lost a YouTube channel. So I know what it's like to have built that up and they snatch it. And you say, oh, that's income is just lost in the blink of an eye. But I think a lot of people, um, what I see them doing in that in that space is trying to build something that's not sustainable. Yeah, because you're not like all of those people that's in that space. You're 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 you're, you're you might feel like you're competing with, with with me uh you know competing with breakfast club in that space but 
yo, that's just one lane that right. we're in. Like Breakfast Club is a show that we wake up every day. We come on 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. We got 8 million monthly listeners. That's just the radio. We take the content from here and meet people where they are. Remember back in the day, they would say, if you build it, they will come. Mm. It's like, no, nowadays you got to build it and meet people where they yeah, are. So we put our content on YouTube. We put our content on social media. We put our content out as a daily podcast. Like our podcast gets 15 to 20 million downloads a month. For anybody that really does the research like you, Loon, yes. you can go look it up and you can see, even though it's a cheat code because we're right. not really a podcast, right. Breakfast Club is the number one urban black podcast, yes. period. period. Yes. And, and like, like, Top twenty in, in the world. All genres. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, so, yeah. so, so it's like all of those different lanes you are in. Those. So, so you can't get gassed up if your YouTube page, you know, this, this year mine. has yeah. more than Breakfast Club, or you can't get gassed up if your podcast this week is rated higher than Breakfast Club because we're in all of those different lanes. And the only thing I ever try to tell folks that's on uh, YouTube is like we talked about earlier: treat YouTube like a digital billboard. Treat YouTube like a distribution platform for your content, but yes. make sure this content is meeting people where they are in all of these different facets. Right. So and then like, that's how you have true value. Absolutely. When you're everywhere and you have value. When you only have value on one of these social media platforms or even all of them because they can change, you have to have catalog and really valuable assets in regards to content. And and and, and, and be a habit, right? Like that's, yes. that's the thing I, I don't know if I've yet to see no, there's there's a few podcasts I think I definitely believe are habits for people. Like I I got my I'm, I I got habits right. when it comes to podcasts. Right. Like there's certain podcasts I'm gonna always check Just, for. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what radio has been for years. Like think about how long your parents listened to Tom Joyner. Ooh, we think about Doug Banks and yes. all of them back in the day. Like yes. think about how long Howard Stern was on terrestrial radio. Now even satellite radio, and he showed his true value because he made people go from terrestrial Web, radio exactly. to 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 uh, satellite exactly. radio. So it's the same thing with Breath Club. We've been on for thirteen years. My God, <laughs> like you know My what I mean? God. Thirteen years. Like this isn't. Some flash in the pan, nah, this is, fly yeah. by night thing. So one of the reasons I'm even here to, to, to have these conversations is because I want to show the next generation how to have that type of longevity. Yeah, and, and, and create real value. Real value. Forget yeah. going viral. Let's create real value. Man, that's a, that's it. That's a shirt, right? That's literally a shirt. Now, here's, here's what I always tell my people, too, is we use social media. We use um, YouTube, all these things to identify our customers. At some point, we have to identify the difference between a viewer and a customer mm. because everyone that's there that's looking mm. ain't there to spend money or Talk consume, right? Some of these people are literally there just because of the mess or something that's happening. People love train wrecks. Yes. We love car crashes. Yes. You know, and it's a lot of mess out here. And, and, and you speaking to the, the the guy who used to call himself the professional slang spitter, heavy hitter, shit talker. <laughs> no, none of y'all know mess like I know yeah, mess. You yeah. know what I mean? I done been in a lot of mess, right. you know, right. and the mess brings attention, but the mess don't bring the money. Yes. That's what people don't realize. Yes. For, for as much attention, I, when I tell folks this all the time. When I was, you know, the, the, the shock jock Charlemagne, yeah, it brought a lot of attention. You know what I mean? But it didn't necessarily translate in the, in, in, in the dollars and exactly. in, in ratings, exactly. right? Exactly. But what people don't realize is, even through that, there was something I always told people. Righteousness and ratchetness. Ooh, you got to have the perfect yes, balance. Yes. So you might see a messy ass interview one day, but then you're going to see Dick Gregory the yes, next. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You might see, you know, somebody from Love and Hip Hop or a porn star in here, but then you're going to see Farrakhan yes. up here as well. And that was all 
purposely done because I always understood you got to put the medicine inside the candy. And that let's get there because to me, I truly believe that Breakfast Club was influential in what podcasting is for the urban market. Like even just from the interview style, the perspectives, the questions, the line of questioning, the way you upload it. Like it's you you guys made it friendly for us to have those kind of conversations. Then, of course, we got Vlad was out there. A couple of people was out there doing it. But Breakfast Club in particular was the first time that a lot of youngsters saw a Farrakhan come to such a big platform. And you welcome a Dr. Umar and you welcome a Dick Gregory at the same time juggling with those other people. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, that created that value that I continue to talk about. Breakfast Club warrants a certain amount of real market share, Let's not the fake market share. Real market share. And, and I'm getting tired of like people operating in this fake space and leveraging that bro that's starting to like because me i'm looking at say yo that's not real yo yo y'all y'all think that's real what he's doing is not that's what is that and when you ask those questions like me and schultz yesterday with with act it's like i'm trying to identify what he sees like what what do you see there right and he just tells me he's funny and he gives me a joke about maybe i am gay (laughs) and i say damn when i got home last night that really hit me like nah that wasn't it Right, but, but, but entertainment has its place. It does, you know. Entertainment has its place. There's two things I would say to that. I would say, from the business perspective, you know, that was a conscious decision for us to record our interviews and upload them the yes. way that we did. Because prior to that, you know, I was doing that on my various uh, journey through radio. Was that your idea? Who understood to, to at, do well, that? All, all of us did at one point because it was uh, uh, when I was on 100.3 to beat in Philly. I was recording all my interviews, but they were whether they were audio or video. Because you got to think. I, I was going viral back in South Carolina, mm. you know what I'm saying? When I had Buffy the Body yeah, in the studio. You were going crazy. Yeah, and that was yeah. just audio. Yeah, yeah. When T Pain, you know, when I told T Pain he couldn't sing live yes. on the radio, that was just audio. Yes. But back in the day, we had allhiphop.com, we had SOHH.com, all hip hop, uh, Ill Seed in the Rumor Report. That's the kind of stuff he would post. Like, I remember right. Bun B, Bun B came to, the, uh, came to my show back in South Carolina. He gave us Pimp C release date. All of those three moments I named went crazy viral to the point Vlad was putting out these beef mixtapes. And he put, he put the Buffy the Body one on one of his beef mixtapes. Mm. So back then, that was that's what we considered viral. national yeah, exposure, yeah, yeah. considered viral. Envy. I used to see Envy's interviews when he used to be on Shade 45. He would record interviews every now and then and put them up. Angela Yee, when she was on Lip Service, she would record her interviews and put them up. So when we all came together as a collective, it was I'm just like, a no-brainer. Because we didn't have no marketing budget. Yeah. I Heart Inc. wasn't doing billboards and all of that right. for us. We was, the, we was the little niggas that could. Like not the little engine, yeah, the little we was yeah, we yeah, we was yeah. the little niggas that could. Yeah. We was just if this if this didn't yeah, work, I worked it. That's right. If this three don't work, we don't know what we are gonna end up doing mm. with this station. So we all came together. The first thing we ever did, we did a viral, we did a sketch together, and the sketch was about whose show is it. And Envy was like, "This is my show, of course." And he was running down his resume. I'm like, "No, this is my show, of course." I'm running down my resume. And she's like, "No, this is my show, of course." I'm run- she running down her resume, and then it ended with us just arguing and fighting yeah, and trying to decide yeah, where we yeah, gonna yeah, sit. Yeah. And I remember we put that out and man, that shit did like 600,000, 700,000 views in a couple of days and we was like, oh, okay. So go back, who okay. was doing that type of thing then? Nobody? Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Not back like, then, that, that, this was 2010. Bro, that, that helped shape the market. Like I'm yeah, telling you, like the way that these conversations and then Vlad come in with his click clippy type of thing, that presented a whole thing, but you guys just, Conversation-wise, I feel as though it laid a real foundation as what it should sound like when it's a classic interview. And, and let me go back to 
um, the corporate hustling thing because I think when oh, I I, I want to say one thing ahead. about that. Um, I never thought about it, but yeah, because before that, it would always be one person and one yeah. person. Now you got you, you said three that, people having a conversation bouncing. with one person. Yes. You can get so much out because I might ask something that Envy don't ask. Envy might ask something that you don't ask. So when you got three people together having a conversation with one person, you're able to get a much fuller interview. And that's yes. something I never even thought about because you yeah. know even the people that I named, they were one man bands. Angie Martinez, one man bands. Wendy, one man band. Yeah. So the one pod, woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the podcast market, literally, I believe that almost everybody doing podcasts right now came up off Breakfast Club. I've Not they, you know, as far as that saw the, those interviews with Jay and Farrakhan, they they literally drew something from that. At least I know I did. You know, so most people. But back to that corporate hustling thing, and speaking about the Breakfast Club and interviews, what I think happened is because a lot a lot of people in the market, and we'll get to some of them in a second. But some of those guys are lean on the fact that uh, your corporate hustling aside with our heart, I think that. That Dame Dash interview, I think that sent, it, although the message was pure and it was a good message, I think it sent a level of confusion through the market. Oh, I agree. I think that it, it kind of put people in a position not to understand that you can do this, one hand wash the other, both wash the face, you know? And I think some people who say your name with the corporate tag attached to it, I think they lean on those kind of moments in which uh, Dame Dash came in and said certain things and certain things might have happened. What, what do you what do you think about that Dame Dash interview and what that may have done to the market of misinformation? I love the Dame Dash conversation. I think the essence of what he said is is true. You know, you do want ownership. Like, right. you know, you should have ownership in something. Um, I don't believe in necessarily belittling the employees. You know, because we all got to start somewhere. And if you're a boss, who you got to have people that work right. with you. Yeah, right, period. It's a, it's know, a collaborative I like to say effort. work with you instead of for you. Yeah, but, it's a collaborative effort. Yeah, so, Everything. So, so if you got people that work with you, if they feel like, you know, you have that mentality, like you're looking down on them or you think that they, you know, yeah, less than, they may not want to ride for you as hard. But I think uh, we got we to gotta take a step back when we have these conversations about ownership because... You know, um, Jay-Z, I point to this interview that Jay-Z did with Kevin Hart on Heart for Heart because I think he broke it down so simply. Um, some people are so happy having ownership of 100% of nothing. Mm. So would you rather have 100% ownership of a company that makes, you know, let's just say $100,000 a year. So that's your 100000 right. Or would you rather have, you know, 10%, 20%, 30%, 50, 51% ownership of a company that's making multi-million dollars a that's year. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you do the math. Right. Like, I can, that, that equity can still go to my kids. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yes. at the end of the day, it's all about the capital. So, there's plenty of things that I have equity in. It, it, everything ain't 51% equity. Black Effect is 51% right. equity with iHeart. Right. But some things are 10%, some things are 20%. You know, when I do a TV show, it might be 15%. Right. But, all I need is the capital. Exactly. When you get that capital, that real capital, now I can go out here and execute yes. some things yes. and straight out of my pocket. Yes. You know, yes. by the way, which which I do all the time. Yes. Like, you know, there's plenty of investments that I use my capital right. to launch. Right, right, right. You know? yeah, and yeah. I do that because of the money I make through That's strategic what I'm saying. It allows you it allows you to do so. And I also want to be clear to the youngsters that 
my partnership with Charlemagne, they didn't try to own my shit. Never. They didn't try to play me or do no sucker shit. They fuck with me and say, Loon, we really enjoy your content. We want to amplify it, be partners with you. This is what we can do. We know you're going to do what you do. And here we are. My face card is always clean when it comes to business because I'm going to always treat people the way that I want to be treated. Facts. I'm not going to ever try to own the it's up there yeah. IP. Yeah. Like, that's not why. Like, yeah. It's up there. It was already an existing yeah. entity. Yeah. The only thing I want to do is be able to bring this machine next with, with Loon, plug Loon up to this machine, and let's see how big this situation that's what I'm saying. can get. Yeah, bro, and that's love because I'm telling you, youngsters don't know that. And when they say corporate hustling, they don't know that you're reaching reaching in like that because there's a lot of people in the market that's successful today that went through you to get established but they won't say it. So the youngsters still don't have the identity factor to know how did he get to that 10, how did he get there? Mm -hmm. What happened? How did he build that? Mm -hmm. I know he says what he makes, but why and how? And they forget the part, well, he, he hooked up with Charlemagne for a minute, they ran some numbers up, got the machine behind it, and then it placed him established in the market. And that's the part that a lot of young podcasters are forgetting. You must get established in the market. Got to get established before you can warrant any money. I've always been intentional about using my platforms to empower other people. You know, my my homeboy man, DJ Frosty, DJFrosty.com, He'll tell you when I got on with Wendy, I thought I had to bring the whole South Carolina with me. Like that was my whole mindset. Like yeah. yo, South Carolina, we trying to break somebody in this hip hop game. You know, so I'm gonna use this platform to try to put everybody in position. Frosty will always also tell you. When I got on Breakfast Club, I said, Frost, I'm going to do something that I never, ever did before. And I'm going to tell you something that I never, ever said before. I said, I'm going to be all about me. Mm. I said, the reason I'm going to be all about me is because I can't properly help anybody or assist anybody until I get in position. This my boy, my man comment. Frosty will tell you that right now. That's been my partner for damn near for over 20 years. Yes. Frosty will tell you that right now. That That's what I said. That was my mindset. Because a lot of times we, we, we don't realize we can get farther alone yes you know when you trying to bring everybody in which you you know how it is when you try to get into a party with 20 yes. 30 people yes. <laughs> you know what i mean yes. but i've gotten into plenty of parties by myself you see how i roll that's I right i understand that's it right? right my whole thing is like bro i'm really on a mission i don't need all my homeboys with me none of that because they're gonna they're gonna blur my vision that's right i need to be clear-minded i need to be focused that's right i don't need to be talking when i need to be studying you know i need to really be on this because I know for a fact people are listening. I know this for 100% fact, and it's changing things. I know people are saying, yo, I sat my son down to listen to that, what you said about That's that. Real. You know, and I'm like, yo, they lit. So I'm taking that shit serious, knowing that this is all they got, because I can't touch everybody. That's right. I cannot go to every hood and to every city and have a seminar every I can't do that but That's what right. I can do is be intentional with our conversations absolutely and I think if we live there man we we can we can we can go far I want to talk too about um your confidence what's responsible for your confidence Monk's Corner South Carolina you know uh growing up in a place where nobody bit their tongue yeah where regardless of what was in people's pockets regardless of what people's financial situation was everybody walked in the room like they were somebody yes and and nobody treated anybody you know differently because of what they had you know yeah. like that whole mentality i got where i treat the custodian like the ceo yes you know i get that from growing up in a small country town because you don't know who's who and i remember my dad me and my dad riding around my dad pointed at this dude one day my dad said you see that man right there it was this white dude he just 
regular looking white dude. He said, that's the richest man in most corners. Mm. And I was like, for real? Cause you know, my idea of wealth is flashy. the jewelry yeah, and the design yeah. of clothes and everything it. else. The fly yeah. car, I'm like, him? He was like, yeah, he was like, you know, black people, we like to the, the, wear, the, the wear our money. You know what I mean? We like to show, we, we like to act, we like to show like we, we like to look like we have yeah. money instead of just having actually it. having yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So my mentality was, especially growing up the way I grew up, you know, I, I, I sold a, a little bit of drugs. Yeah. I, was, I was a quarter spoon guy, right. you know, seven grams. Right, right, You're right. supposed to make $100 off every gram, yes, but yes. you know, that don't ever happen. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna spend 250 and make about 500. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But I never was the richest person. Right. And, and, but all my people around me was really big, 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 big dope boys. So the only thing I could do was be the funny guy. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only thing I could do was be the guy that read everything. Yes, yes. You know, that's the only thing I could do. So my confidence was always, okay, I'm, I know I'm around people that may be fina more financially well off than me, but I'm me. Yes. Like what God gave me is yes. in me. And it ain't on me. But how did you, how did you, because I'm even going through that now where it's like, yo, bro, I know what's up with me. I know mm -hmm. what it is. I know who I am. But still, sometimes this shit is getting big where it's like, I I what whoa. Well, I'm I'm gonna add something else on too. Knowledge yourself, right? Growing up, um, my dad giving first book he gave me was autobiography of Malcolm X, reading that, and Dope. then that leading me into reading Message to the Black Man by the honorable Elijah Muhammad, and then, you know, reading from Niggas to Gods by a kill. Like all of these books just, you know, really instilled in me that you him. You know, black King. men, yeah, black yes. men are special. Black yes. black people are special. The black man is God. Like yes. that was really my mindset. And so that's another thing that um gave me confidence. But to what you just said, I've never felt like I'm bigger than nobody. Yeah, you know, like I've never felt that way ever in my life. Yeah. I've never, I've never had a struggle with being humble. And in in the times my ego did get the best of me, I was fully aware that my ego yeah. was getting the best and that's of me. So important. And, and those are the moments that I couldn't sleep at night. Yes. Like everybody talk about, oh, you know, why, why Charlemagne, all he talks about is mental health and therapy. I started going to therapy in 2016, you know, because of exactly what you're talking about. Right. I started going to therapy at the height of, of, wow. of, of success. It when makes things, sense when, too. Because I've always dealt with like anxiety, panic attacks. I've always dealt with like bouts of depression, didn't even know what they were. You right. know, growing up in the hood, you just think you pussy. Yes. You know what I mean? So if I'm like, I'm around this environment where people got guns and it's violence and people are hustling, like, of course I'm gonna be naturally paranoid. If you think that you gotta go and have to run from the cops in the next right. five minutes, of course you're gonna be naturally paranoid. But as I got older, I started realizing like, yo, this ain't just normal, you know, paranoia. So 2016, I'm experiencing the most success I've ever had in my life. You know, I got more money than I've ever had in my life, but I'm realizing I'm becoming exactly what I hated. Mm. Meaning that I was about to, cause I had been married for like two years then, even though me and my, my wife, we've been together 25 years, but we had got married in 2014 and I was still out here in these streets. Right. You know, I'm still out here running around with a bunch of other chicks. Right. In LA laid up with a whole bunch of other chicks. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still living right. that life right. and I'm realizing like, yo, I'm about to ruin my family the way I saw my pops yeah. ruin. Wow. His family, and that's something my pops would always tell me he regretted as he got older. He would always say that to me. The thing I really messed up on was not doing right by by your mom. So I was getting caught up in the caricature of Charlemagne. Yes, that ain't who Leonard is. Yes, right. What, like, what moment was it though when you were at the height that made you say, "All right, I might need to oh, see about my oh. like see what's going on." 
Well, because you went on a spell for a minute where you was doing shit man, like the, the the moment that made me really check myself was a was a phone call from my wife when I'm I'm out in L. A. doing some shit I ain't got no business doing. Yeah, and I remember her calling me and I remember her just saying to me, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just in the hotel, whatever." You yeah, know? she was like, "No, what are you doing?" Wow, like she feel it. She and, and not even about that moment. Yeah, she, she said, just, "What what are you doing with your life? Ooh. You about to fuck around and and lose." Your family, Ooh. you about to fuck around and lose everything, you know what I mean? Because of, of of where you at mentally, and that was like a wake up call, like, oh shit! And then I remember the moment I decided to start going to therapy was I was uh I was on vacation. I was on vacation with all my friends and family, and you know I love going to this place called Anguilla. And I realized I was getting my hair cut, and I realized I was feeling something that I hadn't felt in years, Loon. And it was true peace, mm. like. True peace, yes. like not a care in the wow. world, not a worry in the world. That's no, what we strive for. No anxiety, I was in the moment. Yes. Like I was literally in the moment. Like yes. just, I wasn't focused on what's gonna happen tomorrow. I wasn't focused on what happened yesterday. I was just in the moment. And I said to myself like, yeah, I gotta feel like this all the time. What's gonna make me feel right. like this all the time? And you know, the answer for me was to start going to therapy. Man, that's, that's so deep, it's so layered. Because when I hear you say that, the first thing pops in my mind is, where would you be without your wife? Because this is how I know also that you are not one of those clout chasey or egotistical in regards to financial guys is because you never wore your wealth. Then on top of that, at that moment, you being Charlemagne, the height of your career, you could have said, man, I reached out to Jay-Z and talked to Jay, man, and had a long conversation with Jay and that, that made me go see about my, it could have been anything in the entertainment business, any CEO, anybody almost in, in, in this business. Mm -hmm. It was family. My wife, man, my wife built me 25 years. The first time I ever filled out an application at a radio station, she drove me because my license was suspended. Man. It's 1998. Wow. You know, Charleston, South Carolina. To be Z93 doing this James. with her, man. It's, That's, it's, it's nobody better. She's my, she's my best friend. She's my, my business partner. You know what I mean? Like, she's the, the, the person that I know has always believed Truly. in me. Like, she was writing papers about me in college. Like, about, you know, she was interviewing me for, like, because she was a communications major. So okay. she was interviewing me in college. I go back and I read these things, and I'm like, damn. And she always said, like, you, you predicted everything that you was going to be doing like yeah. you know I got I told I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in New York doing radio this is 2001 wow I only have been doing radio three years why would I believe that I was gonna be in New York Same doing radio yeah. look to my guy Randy Roper too Randy uh he's from South Carolina he used to write for Ozone Magazine he'll tell you Randy probably got some old tapes and old interviews <laughs> where I'm predicting all wow, of this you need that same thing with Vlad AT&T connects and old to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vlad, Vlad, Vlad. Yeah. When I got fired from Philly at 100.3 to beat, the day I got fired, I went to go see Vlad, yeah. and, and and I did an interview, and Vlad will tell you, I, I told him, I'm going to be back in position, and it's going to be bigger than it ever was. Like yeah. I, he'll, he, he'll tell you, like, yeah. nah, he said he was going to do all that. So, yeah, man, I, people always ask me, what's the key to success? I always say, God black women and therapy you yes. gotta have a queen on your side Man. you gotta pour into your queen yes. and do right by her yes. like yo remember when Seely pointed that finger <laughs> yeah. and Seely said ain't yeah. no good yeah. gonna come to you and tell you do right by me yo my brothers I promise you man if you do right by the woman 
that you love and the woman that loves you, you will see blessings like you've never seen before in your life. Like over the last seven years, since I committed to myself more, I'm not gonna say committed to my wife, mm. I committed to myself. Mm. I did the work on myself and yes. I said, yo, I'm gonna be a, 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 a changed man. I'm gonna, you know, evolve intentionally. Mm. I'm gonna do right by my wife and my family intentionally. Last seven years, I, I've, 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 I've elevated in every way and I, I said this before on the pivot but it's true physically mentally spiritually emotionally financially mm. can't nobody tell me that I'm not in the position I'm in right now because I intentionally committed to doing the work on myself and doing right by the people that truly love me oh that's so deep that's so deep and I think it's a lesson in that but they need to hear us identify that because again like you said we just deal with it even with me like I don't know what it is, what it is, right? Because I think, you know, coming from where I come from um, and you speak about your girl, I just, I was in a relationship, long-term relationship, and I had to, because of because of everything that's going on, right? It started to affect things. And, and for some reason, I could no longer be available in the same way, and it started to affect my relationship. And so I can identify the difference, right, without that, queen next to me i can Man. literally feel the difference bro i can feel like not complete i don't even operate with the same confidence right because i i don't have that swap because we we would swap those ideas or yeah, i'd be like yo tomorrow yeah. i gotta go see Charlotte and them you know i'm gonna yeah. kill this you know and i don't have anyone else to i don't pour into anyone i'm too afraid to pour into people because mm. i've been disappointed so much right when you pour into somebody you become vulnerable because you you put your emotions in a cup and you pour it on them. Man, what Meth say, nothing makes a man feel better than a woman. Man. Queen with a crown, I'd be down for whatever. Damn. You know, man. you know, like there's a few things that's forever. My lady, we can make war, make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he that's was something. When you talk about confidence, that's another thing. Yes. I don't care what's going on. This is a, I got a beautiful black what? woman that love me. That when I come in with my head down, she gonna say, King. Man, when I come in with no haircut. And that hairline sitting in and the middle of my, <laughs> I got the RoboCop with the mask off going on. And that shit sitting right there in the middle, she still got yeah, love for me, gonna man. Yeah, rub a nigga back and man. put a nigga to bed, bring her. Like, bro, I'm just saying black men have to identify that love is not, don't follow these rappers with this rap talk about sleeping with all these women. It's too much energy. You know, I always say energy is deeper than inner course. So you don't want to just allow all that energy around Man, you. Man, the only reason I know I was out there doing that was I was trying to feed my ego. Mm. And like I, I, the ego was like a, a cup with, with no bottom in it. So you can pour water into that cup and that water just going to fall right through. You, you know, know what why? I'm saying? Because you got to feed your soul. Yes. Being committed to one woman, you know, being a great father, being a great husband, that actually feeds... You know your soul, and and I, you know the culture. The culture is fucked up, right? The yeah. culture for years was all was all about misogyny. You know, we all played a role in it. You know, it was all about patriarchy. It was yes. all over sexualized. We all played a yes. role yeah. in passing that down. We, yeah, that's right. We yeah. all we all played a role in you know how our women got treated. You know, in society. So yeah. it's just like yo, if I spent however many years of my life doing that. I'm going to definitely show y'all the other way. Cause and I, you've been I, intentional I, with it. I promise you the other way is way more fruitful. Bro. Man, I mean, y'all, it's funny to me when I hear people say, um, damn, bro, like, yo, you, 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 you can't even, you know, talk about how another girl looks. 
Yeah, I could. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm not about to be sitting on a, a podcast or on the radio lusting over another woman. You know how many years I embarrassed my wife doing shit like that? Come on, bro. That, that, f- fuck, fuck, Come fuck, on, fuck your bro. perception yes. of Charlemagne. Yes. Lenard goes home. To and, this woman right here. That's that, right. If she feel any kind Come of on, way man. about it. Come on, man. Any kind of way. Come on, man. Your, brother, your brothers be having more loyalty to Ooh. the men around them than they do to women. The woman that you go home to at night, sleep in the bed with, right? Like, this supposed to be your best friend. You're not going to give her that same respect. You're not going to show her the same integrity that you would do your homeboy? Why? Because you think your homeboy will bust your head? Right. You really a coward. You're a coward. Because you know for me, I go much further for my woman. Come on, Because man. I know how far she'll go for me. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Come These on, dudes, man. if you really been in the streets, man, you know this whole thing is built on a falsehood, man. This shit is not... Now, there's some real things happening, but the people that's communicating about them 90% of the time are not those people in those positions. That's right. And that's just how this works. That's right. And when, when we talk about- Yeah, yeah, because you know, to your point, because we can we can put that uh, with street shit, right? People that talk about street shit that ain't never been in the street. Oh, people that talk about relationships that don't have no relationships. Exactly. Like, one of my favorite things to do, Loon, because, because of you, because I'm starting to pay attention a lot more, I love going on YouTube and listening to people talk about me and things that are going on and my life are right. going on with my people, right. and right. they don't know what the fuck they, they talking about. That yeah. shit is so funny to me because yeah. they speak about it with the utmost confidence. Like I literally hear people talking about how I am at home with my wife. How the fuck you know how I am at yeah. home with my wife? Y'all niggas is going <laughs> far with this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? It's funny about? though. It's yeah. like how do you how do you know? How I am at home yeah. with my wife, that's, like that's weird. That's un, that's unbelievably yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where you get that from? Like, but it's fun. It's funny to me, and I I listen, and it just lets me know, like, oh, you don't have a wife, exactly. Oh, you don't have a family, yes. So you don't understand how having kids can change right, a person, right? Or you ain't a man, or you, or not, you ain't the king of the castle, you or you ain't right. the head. You not the head, you the that's tail. Right. That's right. A lot of times I can't talk to you little niggas because you ain't head of household. Mm. I need to talk to head of household, and a lot of times it's your niggas woman. So when I go to talking about how you need to uplift your woman and and stand for your home and pour into your children, y'all don't get that because that's your woman job for y'all. That's right. Y'all that's right. pass that that's right. to the woman. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But as men, we got to start to uplift and say, "Now nah, I'm pouring into the children. That's right. I'm pouring into the house the same way she is. That's that ain't right. just your job. That's our job. Especially if you come from not having that. That's like what like I'm I love my dad to death, but my dad was not able to be there. For me, in the way that he even wanted to, because he had his own issues. Right. He was dealing with substance abuse issues. Right. He he tried to kill himself back in the day. Right. He was on ten to twelve different medications. He went to therapy right. two and three times a week. If I would have known that when I was a kid, I would have known what I was dealing with. You exactly. know what I mean? But he, these are things he didn't tell me till I was in a, a full blown adult. He didn't tell me he didn't tell me anything I just said until I was forty years old. Wow. After he read my second book, shook one. So after you peeped it, after after I talked about what I was going through. And I had a, a cousin who committed suicide that same, that, that week. It was a week of Thanksgiving. Wow. I was home. He called me on the phone and told me all of those things. I remember calling my mom, like, Mom, you know, you know, dad was going through all of this. She said, I thought he was just playing crazy to get a check. Wow. Because that's what they did in South yeah, Carolina. Back, they just then, throw nah, you a check. I know, yeah, they still doing that now. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm saying in the black community because we so financially impoverished. How do we know when she playing for the check or really need to really help? Really going through something. Absolutely. But then think about all the stuff we normalize. 
We know, like, violence is normal to yes. us. Watching somebody get yes. shot, watching somebody get their head busted, yes. you know what I mean? Going up in a store, yes. at, holding it up at gunpoint, whatever it is. All of these things are normal. Robbing somebody for their pack, like, all yes. of this stuff is normal. Why is this shit normal to us? That's what I'm saying. And, like, now it's still normal for me. And I'm trying to tell myself, Lone, you got, I got it. That's why I'm glad I got, I'm getting new friends that's on different levels, mm -hmm. right? So I can start to have different conversations, even though. I'm good. I'm straight, but I'm saying I get shit without people telling me. You know, like yesterday when we when I did Breakfast Club and you over there, I'm peeping technique. I'm I'm watching certain things and I'm saying, oh, I oh okay, what's this? What's that? And so I understand that I gotta work on myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so many people come and say, Loon, like shout out to Ted. She hit me like, man, you like Pac, man, like yeah. She like so, man. You got a gift, man. You anointed, man. Your your voice, what you how you speak, and I'm just like in my brain. Yo, I got to get well versed on so many more things. It's a lot of more work to do. And she's like, Loon, you good, you know? But I always feel like I got to work. And we always have work to do. Absolutely. Right? But some people see us in our current form and we have to battle with our growth. Some people saw you in your current form back then doing all of that. And sometimes they say they miss the old Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. What do you say to people who, who don't understand that? You are Charlemagne. There's no more old Charlemagne. That's dead. That's my past. That's what I've done. But I think, and I'll give you my opinion and you can answer. Mm -hmm. I think Charlemagne is available, and I'll look in the camera. I think Charlemagne is available to feed the coach and have these conversations. He just got to have a runway to have a conversation, mm -hmm. right? Somebody got to ask the questions. You got to be able to bounce these kind of topics with, with people in an interesting way. And I think some people think you've checked out of that side of the game. Mm -hmm. And I believe they think you used to be there with the Farrakhan type talk, with the, you know, some of that kind of shit where you used to dive in. What what do you say to people who take that position? I care about all of that stuff more than ever. You know what I mean? Um, but but I'll tell people, too, if you want old Charlemagne, then you got to go on YouTube to find old Charlemagne. Because yes. Charlemagne is going to always constantly grow yes. and always, you know, constantly evolve. But. I like this version of me much better because truthfully, I couldn't be that version anymore if I tried. Right. Those days are gone. Yes. Like it was a moment in time. It's like when you constantly keep telling 50 Cent to make Get Rich or Die Trying. Or you tell Jay-Z to make Reasonable Doubt. I cannot do that anymore. Yes. But I can give you 444. Yes. You know, because I'm at a different point in my life. Yes. Right? And, you know, I, and, 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 and even when people say things like, you know, I love, I love when I'm online and they be like, yo, PC to God. Let me tell y'all something, man. You know, criticizing rappers, calling out rappers, you know, for their albums being whack or whatever, that brings you some smoke. Like, y'all see me in the street getting punched in the back yeah. of the head. Are you, yeah. And you was out here with these niggas you were calling. That's out. right. It wasn't that call out and I'm in the nah, basement. Nah, I'm in the basement. No, yeah. I'm out there. Yeah. So, but y'all see, y'all heard about these different altercations and dust ups that have happened with rappers. Let me tell you something. Calling out politicians is a way, way, way different ball yes. game, yo. Y'all have no idea. Loom, people have no idea the things that have been halted because of, of things that I've said about elected officials or, you know, people at corporations. And I ain't talking about no entertainment shit. Right. I'm talking about real life yeah. shit. I'm talking about shit like home insurance. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm talking about shit like, I'm talking about things Default that- Default getting in the way of real life. Real life. Ooh. Real life. And you know, because you know, I, I, I tell you a story. It's like, yo, I remember one time things were getting, I'm not going to say what it was over, but things were getting 
like I couldn't get home insurance on the property. I'm like, why, why the hell can't I get home insurance? I've been having home insurance all these years. Yeah. Why all of a sudden I can't get yeah. home insurance? Got turned down by like 10, 11 different home wow. insurance companies. My lawyer got on the phone and one of them said, what is going on? Like what's happening that, you know, he can't get home insurance? And the person was like, it was because of these comments that he made about X, Y, and Z. Wow. Like straight up wow. said it. That's my deep. lawyer was like, well, can you put that on paper? Yes, please. And they, of course they couldn't. Yes, because that's so going to get your head accountable. So then I got the home insurance. Yeah. There was some BS home insurance at first. Now yeah, I got some, some better that home is, insurance. That's but, deep. But, but folks don't realize like the battles we fighting now, the wars we fighting now, that's you way, conquered all way, that. Way and bigger then, than yeah, and rap but, shit. But, but, but even with the rap shit, yo, bro, I hung the 23 up in that court. I did that. Like, I literally made the most money, and I know you don't like to talk money, but we talking money today because there's too many people. I, 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 I'm doing okay, Lou. Nah, like, we, I'm doing okay. God we is, talking money my, today, my, my mom always said it's okay. My, uh -huh. my mom always told me be happy to just be making a living. Yeah, I'm just yeah, making but a we're living. not doing that no more. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. We're not letting them get away with that talk no more today. We talking money today, and I know because I get paid with you, so I know it's some money available. Oh, man. So we talking money today, but but... Even even in that in the situation where like what you just talking about, uh, the game has taught us to feed our ego, right? Mm -hmm. The game has put us in a position to do that. Now, what I do think is, um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. With those conversations, people need to understand that the new Charlemagne isn't lackluster. Even when I hear you cop to the new Charlemagne, it's confusion in that term. Because new Charlemagne would indicate to some people on the other side that maybe it lost something, right? I don't know why, but I think they feel like, you know, when you say, when you even cop to it, right? When you just like, yo, I'm, I'm the new Charlemagne. I, I, don't just even, I don't even know if it's new Charlemagne. That's what I'm saying. I, I, That's I, I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just Lenard at the end of the day. I think what you're seeing now is more so Lenard as opposed to Charlemagne. Charlemagne is just a name that people still call me and right. I still answer to right. it. But you know, like in my mind, I'm 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 in, I'm on daddy mode all the time. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm in husband mode all the time. Yes. I'm in I'm in business mode like 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 all the time. Yes. And I and I think the youngsters need to know that the conversations are still potent. That the information is still potent. Right, that you ain't lost your legs. Like you can get in the mix and talk about Man, the YouTube I, 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 shit. I'm, I'm I'm better. That's what and, I'm saying. And, and the reason I know I'm better is because the audience grew as we all evolve. Yes. When when I started doing work on myself, when Envy, you know, started tra transitioning Cleaned and, and clean, clean, doing it, cleaning yes. it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like everything evolved. The audience, the audience grew. Like you talking about Farrakhan and Dick Gregory and, you know, all of these different voices that we were bringing on. But then like, think about the political conversations we started to have. And that goes back to something my mother told me when I was young. Read things that don't pertain to you. Every day. So being that I used to read things that don't pertain to me, I started watching things that don't pertain to me. And I'm so well versed. I, that's right. I always had my hand in a little bit of everything. I was always watching that's CNN me. and watching ESPN. Yes. You know, I was yes. always reading the source, but also reading the Watchtower, yes. you know, because my mom was a Jehovah Witness. So yes. it's like we started on the political the, we started getting our political bag on Breakfast Club because of my man Bakari Sellers, mm. South Carolina. Mm. I know Bakari since I was doing radio in South Carolina. Right. We was in, you know, the, the clubs back then, yeah. drinking, having a good time, yeah. right? So when he ran for lieutenant governor of South Carolina, 
he came to Breakfast Club because Bakari is of an age where he understands culture. Mm. And he was like, I'm gonna meet people where they are. I'm yes. going to the Breakfast Club, yes. right? And that interview did a lot for Bakari as far as that campaign. He didn't win. But what happened was Bakari started talking about how well it did for him. So then we just started opening the floodgates. The Angela Rise of the world, you know, started coming up here. And then, you know, because of the relationships with Bakari and people like that, you know, I remember Angela Rye had Andrew Gillum come up here later. And then the Hillary Clinton and because uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, had, well, Hillary had a bunch of black women working around her. Salute to Karen Civil. And they so were telling her, yo, she need to be doing stuff like Breakfast Club. Bernie Sanders had a lot of black people around him. It was Nina Turner and Teslin Figaro and mm. Simone Sanders at the time. They were all around Bernie and they, uh, well, at least Tez and Simone was telling him, you need to go do Breakfast Club. Killer Mike was rocking with right. him. So, that's so what it started opened. making sense. That's right. Yes. And, and, and for me, just being a person who has always wanted to ask politicians certain questions, I look forward to that. That's what I'm saying. Now, those interviews may not do Five million on YouTube, like a six nine, or do or whatever numbers they were doing, Soldier Boy and all of them. But yo, we talking about real world. And shit. then not even that. From a business perspective, it stretches my market share. That's what it, I was gonna say. It, it, we, we gives yeah. you, it gives you more market share yes. in the in the real world. Yes. And here <laughs> here here's also what I find interesting about that is not only does it give you market share, it's almost like you 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 guys are some of the only people that can serve this same fan base like a hamburger and a salad. You know, it's Man. like everybody's fan base won't even, it'll do nothing if they go that route no, because that, they built it. That, that was always my mentality because I, I, I saw a long time ago how hip-hop and hip-hop personalities put themselves in a box. You got to yes. think, I'm, I'm, I'll be 45 in a couple of weeks, right? So I've, I've hip-hop's 50 years old. I've been kind of around hip-hop since the, the inception. Like I saw the the rise of it in a real way from my cousin Ty letting me hear, you know, paid in full by Eric B and Rakim wow. in, in 88 when yeah. I was 10 years old to where we are now, you know, uh, with the culture. But I saw where hip hop was, was, was hitting that glass ceiling. I saw when those rappers that I grew up on and I loved couldn't escape that box yes. they were in. They yes. still wanted to rap about the street yes. shit and they still wanted to rap about the guns and they yes. still wanted to, you know, talk about the drugs. We know they not selling no more. They weren't telling us about where they were in their lives now. Man, that's why I love where Jay-Z is at. Yes. That's why I love where Nas is at. Nas got a song called Brunch on Sundays. That's what I'm saying. That's I what we relate. own. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? That's what I'm like, saying. Like, so, so when, when back then, I knew, yo, we can't stay in a box. We got to constantly bring people on this platform that may not necessarily pertain mm. to the platform. Who says, the spirit, who says Bishop T.D. Jakes can't be on here? What I'm telling you, no. He can for y'all. Everybody can't have that conversation for an hour and a half with someone without it being about rap, without it being about beef. This is the point I was making the shows is the value comes when I can build a catalog that maintains market share. If I just focus on the beef, literally anyone can talk about that. It, you can literally, in my opinion, put anyone in that space. But with y'all, again, your audience was uh would receive both these meals and eat it up now they may not eat all the salad right they may go 25 minutes in but that 25 minutes may spark the change to now he's a umar fan mm -hmm. now he, he goes down this rabbit hole looking at what the hell did gregory been talking oh here's another one oh here's another one this is i have i have discovered some of the things that have changed my perspective 
based on that kind of stuff, right? Y'all might do Dick Gregory, and I may say, damn, I know Dick Gregory, but I didn't know he talked like that. That's right. And and by the way, I've been doing this. The first time I ever interviewed the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was 2005. It was the 10-year anniversary of the Million Man March. And I used to do youth ministry at Muhammad Moss number 38 in Columbia, South Carolina, and he came you know, to announce that they were doing the ten year, uh, they were doing the ten year anniversary of the Million Man March, called the Million Man Movement, or the, I think it was the Million Man Movement or the Million March Movement. I don't remember, but I'm, I got the opportunity to to be part of the press junket, right? And I'm in there with my little tape recorder. I still got the interview somewhere, but I'm in there with my little tape recorder, and I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what all these people talking about. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever gonna get a chance to talk to the minister ever again. I got questions about life, man. So I hit him with two questions. I was the first person, boom, I hit him with two questions about life. Man. And he gave these really thought-provoking answers, and he goes, don't ask me any more questions. He said, I'm going to talk to you later. Yeah, just off the line of questions. And and, and by the way, I'm like, damn, he ain't, you know, he just just told me shut the fuck up. He ain't trying to eat. Nah. But man... After that press junket was over, one of the brothers came back and got me. They took me. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. To the minister's suite, and we sat down. He said, he said, I want you to record this too. And I got that recorded as well. And, wow. I, and I had a couple more questions for him. Yeah. And, you know, I remember him putting his hand on my knee and just saying, man, you are more than what you appear to be to other people. And, you know, you are here to help the the next generation. I'm paraphrasing, but just to help the next generation, yeah. you know, grow and get and get to where they need to be. And he was like, you know, I want I want to pour all my wisdom into you. He said this in 05. You wow. can ask brother, I got it on tape. I'm yeah. about to say ask brother Don Muhammad, yeah, yeah. brother Don Muhammad, but I got it on tape, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, th- those. that's where my mind was always at. I got in trouble for that in Columbia, South Carolina. I got in trouble because I played it on the air. Oh, and yeah. I remember, I remember uh, my program director at the time, he said, uh, I wouldn't have played that, 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 Farrakhan interview if I was you. Mind you, he wasn't on there saying nothing salacious yeah, about right. nobody. Yeah. He wasn't talking about no community. We were just talking about life and hip-hop and how to bridge the gap between right. hip-hop and spirituality. Yes, yes. But I guess, you know, some of the powers that be had complained, you know, complained down there. Man, that's crazy. Don't you? I just did a CIA guy, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he spinned me or not, but I asked him about Farrakhan. He said, I don't know who that is. You think he's spinning me? He how, said he long, didn't know Farrakhan. He how, was in there for eight years. He was in there when the Boston bombing happened. He's only been a CIA for eight years? He was in there for eight years. He's not in there no more. But he was an ex-operative for it's eight possible. years. It's possible. I mean, listen, Minister's 90 years old. But I'm saying the CIA, didn't, don't they have, they had an interest in, in Farrakhan. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know if they still do. They, I mean, yeah. back in the day, I think, uh, if, I, if, I, if my reading serves me correctly, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was the most surveillance that's what I was trying to get into with him. I'm like, yo, why would y'all? Well, because my that's just, the FBI, though. I don't know if the that's CIA what I'm know saying. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was because I was looking at some stuff and I asked him. He was like, I don't know who that is. I know about the Million Man March, but I don't know Farrakhan. I just found that strange that mm. intelligence doesn't know who Farrakhan is. Well, maybe he got to play dumb. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. I <laughs> swear to God, I'm like, this dude's spinning me. Let's get into podcasting a little bit. What would you say warrants? Uh, money for a podcast? Um, viewership. You view, know, view, viewership. View, 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 not viewership, listenership. 
Yes. You know, it's all about the audio. Yes. Like I, I keep trying to have that conversation with people because if you're on YouTube and you're just on YouTube, you're not a podcast. You're a a, a, a video show. Yes. You know what I mean? But if you're a, a podcast, it's all about the audio. People care about what's the numbers on that RSS feed. Yes. You know, that's where the money is. Like I'm, in, I'm in the audio business. Like yeah. that's why, you know, people... And I don't knock you. Like I said, YouTube is a digital billboard, but I'm in the audio business. Like everything I do with Black Effect Podcast, we do audio. You yes. know, Loon, I don't. We not. We don't touch yeah, your video at all. That's y'all yeah, thing. We don't. Yeah. When, when 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 Drink Champs was with Black Effect, we didn't touch the Drink Champs yeah. video. You know, when when Earn Your Leisure was Black Effect, we didn't touch uh, Earn Your Leisure video. All the smoke. We don't touch all the smoke video. They right. with us now, but we don't touch all the smoke video. Like we care about the audio. Yes, because the audio is where the ad revenue is. I do radio. I do Breakfast Club every morning. That's the audio business. And that's where you're pulling from. That's and that's right. what I need the youngsters to understand when he talks about this. Pay attention. Write some shit down if you need to. But this dude has made a lot of money in the audio game. And podcasting, they have been able to confuse us to think that video is podcast. Right. It's a component that's of right. the podcast. But literally, podcasting lives in the audio form. I've been doing Brilliant Idiots for 10 years. Um... And I love when people say things like, oh, brilliant idiots fell off, blah, 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 this and that. But I'm like, damn, we do 300,000 listens Easy. every episode. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know and I'm I don't saying? know. And I've watched <laughs> it. I've been, I remember when I was here and I went and looked. I'm like, fell off how? Yeah. And, and you, you, can, you can go look on SoundCloud. SoundCloud has some of the numbers. Like if right. you go to SoundCloud, you'll see like 200,000. Yeah. But then Spotify is a whole other thing. And wherever else you yeah, can else, listen to yeah. podcasts. And I'm like, damn, these... You know, the checks don't look like we fell out. You know right, what I mean? Because right. we're, we're, we're in the audio space. But what, what you said is true. People get confused about the visual, yes. right? Or even, like, I see people say things like, man, why why brilliant is YouTube don't have a lot of uh, subscribers? I'm like, bro, do you realize this is our second YouTube page? Right. Like, our first YouTube page, we had well over a million yes. followers. Andrew turned it to flagrant. No, it, no, Andrew turned it into the Andrew Schultz page. Oh, Andrew Schultz. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, Cause yep. Because An Andrew was... He was he was kind of ahead of that curve, yeah. right? When when he was saying like, and then you would. This is again. This is what I'm saying about some of the assists that people may not even really add value to your name. With Schultz, I literally saw you hand him a platform, like hand him a situation where it's like, yo, you my guy. I really rock with you. Whatever you need from me, go get your money. And you mm -hmm. and that that I'll take it to this. You guys had built up Brilliant Idiots when he had first started Flagrant. And he took Flagrant and put it on Brilliant Idiots. To on, the, let the, on the RSS feed? Yeah, on the RSS Absolutely. feed. And so that should even speak to how important that RSS feed is. Oh, we did that with every podcast we launched on Loudspeaker at That's the time. That's what I'm saying. Angela Rye podcast, when we launched her, it was on our RSS feed. Taxstone, when we launched Taxstone, it was on our RSS feed. Any TK Kirkland, whoever it was that we were doing their podcast at the time, we put it on Brilliant Idiots RSS feed because we had... A booming RSS feed. I right. mean, of course, the Reed does, but right. you know, Reed, you know, Kip yeah, they kill it. Ten years, they kill it. But they not letting nobody get on their RSS feed. It's they people. Yeah, unless it's like the friend zone yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's they people. But they, it's like they um, killing. Yeah, it's, it's all about audio. So, what about the Patreon versus audio model? I don't mind the Patreon model um, because it's just like a subscription based model versus a, a, a open air. But it needs to model. be added value. Yeah, I think you should be doing something else on Patreon. Yeah. You should give the people something else. Like, I'm not going to, you know, put a podcast out for everybody to listen to. 
and then put that same podcast behind the wall them. and just because of some curse words yeah, in it, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, charge yeah. them more. Like if I'm going to do Patreon, I'm going to give them some whole other content. Like I wouldn't even want to give people, you know, what I'm doing on the regular right. podcast. Like right. let me go take them behind the scenes. Let me give them something else. And um, these are blueprints for the youngsters. They listening. You know what I'm well, saying? I think one of the best blueprints to follow, I think one of the best blueprints to follow is Flagrant. Yeah. And the reason I think Flagrant is one of the best blueprints to follow is because Andrew puts Flagrant out as a podcast, you know, so you can listen to it for free. But when they were doing like, like more edgier content, you can go listen to it on the Patreon. And they put out the video on YouTube. Right. Once again, meet people where they are. You create this one piece of content and go wherever the people yes. are. The, the, the thing that frustrates me sometimes is because I'm watching people trying to grow these these podcast on YouTube. I hate that. You're hustling backwards. Yes. You're, you, that's a video. It's not even a podcast. It's a video show. Yes. And then look how big Breakfast Club is. And you you know what it's like to be uh, flagged or have shit. Like, bro, they literally can stop what's going on. 100%. And you cannot scale a business that way. You cannot scale a business that way. What I would want to see people do is if you are going to start your podcast video-wise, yo, every. 10, 15 minutes, you should be saying, hey, make sure you go check us out on the audio. Make yes, sure you go listen to yes, our audio. Yes. You know? And you know what I think? I, I got this trick from uh, uh, Andrew Tate, and I'm going to put this out for the youngsters. This is a very slick trick that he does. Talk they, to me. They, they take a long interview, and they do an ad, right? And it's literally this fast. My name is, my name is Andrew Tate. I, I represent a company called such and such. I'm there to talk to you free, available to speak to you on such and such. Back and it instantly go back. Oh, I be seeing you do that. Yeah, but but that's what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, so okay. I, I get I get that I got that from them. Now gotcha. mine's is too long. What I notice he's doing is understanding that the, the the viewer's span is very short. So it comes in literally for five seconds and bounces back out. It is it's almost like it's not interrupting what's happening. Man, you're gonna reach more people with audio. Yes. You know why? Because people spend more time in their cars. You know, people spend more time commuting in the trains or on buses. When people working out, they throw, you know, a podcast on or an audible book. I gotta actually sit down and look. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. To, now, to, even if even if you debate the fact that you reach more people on YouTube, because some people are try to have that debate. Debate. I just think the business lives in audio. I, I think I think the business lives in audio, and I still think you reach more people audio wise. But, but, but by the with, way, what about but, with podcasting? You think with podcast with podcasting? Absolutely, man. Look, you look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was mm. doing ten million downloads a month. No. I'm lying. 11 Before a week. he went to Spotify, Joe Rogan was doing 100 million a downloads a month yes. of people listening to his podcast. Now, there would be those times where you definitely would Elon go to Musk, Elon Musk Alex and that. Jones, yeah, you, you, yeah, absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I know for a fact I've listened and still do listen to more Joe Rogan than I've actually right. watched YouTube videos. Right, um, right. I don't, I don't know... What if the same is for Breakfast Club? I would only assume that though, because when it comes to Breakfast Club, we do eight million monthly listeners. We do fifteen to twenty million downloads a month on the podcast. Right, right, right. I can only assume people are listening to us more. And don't get me wrong, we on BET in the morning, and we're still on YouTube and and social media. So I'm I'm fully aware right. people are watching right. as well. But I don't think it's anything like um, being in people's ears, man. I think, and I also think you can literally handle that like different customers. I think you can handle the the video watcher a certain way and the audio guy a certain way. I think what's happening is people have getting are getting lazy and trying to handle both of them 
the same way. I don't think that they know there's a difference. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that these brothers and these sisters are really starting these podcasts on YouTube because they think that's where they're supposed to be starting exactly. a podcast. Exactly. Because some of them don't even got audio. Some of them don't got audio. Maybe because we haven't done a good enough job. Like Drink Champs isn't a massive podcast because of the, just because of the video. Exactly. It's a massive podcast because of the audio. Yes. yes. You know what when I'm he saying? was and and we can speak about that when he was over on button and speaking about whatever deal he got. That was an audio deal he was talking. That was an about. audio deal. That wasn't a, a video deal. And so again. Podcasters have to pay attention well, it, to what's it, it was an audio deal with Black Effect. I don't. He, he, I think he had a video deal with Revolt, maybe. I think. But when he was speaking, he said, "I got ten million or something." I don't know if those numbers are correct, but I know he said, "I got a certain number," and that was just for my audio. And oh it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we pay. We we would pay just for audio. That's what I'm saying. And, and it's the same thing with anybody. Like you know. I don't care if it's a Joe Rogan, an 85 South show or whoever, it's two different businesses. Like yeah. your audio is one business and those Fortune 500 companies, they're going to spend more money advertising on those on those platforms with big audio numbers than they are, you know, uh, going to spend on on video. Now, maybe one day it, it, it might change or it might just be equal. Right. People might spend just as much on video as they do audio or you might be able to combine them and do bundles right, together. Right. Some companies are doing that now but it, it's not it's not the Fortune 500 companies. Right, right. Like, it's the the little ones. Yeah, yeah you can you can yeah. go, you, I'm not going to knock nobody yeah, but you can go, you, you can go look on, on the brands that yeah. these people are advertising and you can tell who's getting the big Fortune 500 yes, joints yes, as opposed yes, to, yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. And that's that's so durable, important to identify. Durable tees. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? Yes. Like, that's so important to identify because what does your podcast want? Do you think more money is spent on ads for podcasts in the video space or ads for podcasts in the audio space? Audio. That's a fact. So, I, I, again, I, I, this is something else they need to know. I, I, I see because that. who is really getting ads for video? Like, you can warn an ad for audio podcast way before you can get an ad for video podcast in, in regards to numbers. Oh, I'm gonna see, I'm, what's that link I sent you the other day? Uh, okay, this this was an article that Variety put. Podcast U.S. ad revenue projected to hit $2.3 billion in 2023, up 25%. And then that's you with YouTube going down. And that's also, what YouTube going. This is these, these numbers I'm talking about are audio numbers. That's what I'm saying. This is how much they're spending on audio. So they pay attention. Like, and like, and again, that's what YouTube going down. And also, YouTube just did another trick. Again, I always watch industry. When YouTube does something like this, it means something's coming. So what YouTube just done is lowered the standards for monetization. So now they even make it easier for you to make money because what they're going to end up doing is lowering how much you're being paid. Mm. So I think YouTube in the next eight months, year, is going to see another dip in what they're being paid. They've already seen drastic dips in, like, making 150000 a month. Now you make 80000 a month. Now it's down to fifty k a month. Stays about right there for six months. Now you're at twenty eight k. Goes back up to thirty two k. You can't Man, scale a business what, what, that way. What's this line? I, hold on. This is another article. Because this is with me and... Uh, me and Lone be doing, we be sharing yeah. information, we be sharing articles. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this other article I sent you because I don't want to misquote nothing. Yes, sir. Hold on. Uh, all right. <clears throat> this was a Time Magazine article that talked about how a lot of people, a lot of YouTube creators are walking away. 
All right. Um, that comes from a split of advertising revenue earned by creators' videos, as well as other options such as direct gifting and paid subscriptions. YouTube takes about thirty percent of any income from its creators. For the vast majority of creators, their cut doesn't add up to much. If they're hoping to make a living at it, a major 2016 academic study suggests 96.5% of YouTubers don't make enough money from ad revenue alone to break the U.S. poverty line. In 2008, mm. just 2.8% of YouTube channels in the sample linked to an external fundraising platform. So what they're basically saying is people are using their YouTube channels to fundraise. fundraise Go fund me and all that. To, to fundraise. Fund and all of that. Oh, what was the other thing? The fundraise into uh, the fundraise um, doing other things like uh, direct gifting, like giving people yeah, things. giveaways. Giveaways yes. and, and paid subscriptions. You know what I mean? So you're not making just money off ad revenue alone. Do you know? Did you hear what I said? Yo, ninety six point five percent of YouTubers don't make enough money from ad poverty. revenue alone to break the U.S. poverty line. And think about that. And what what for me to go to um, one of these companies and get an ad for my podcast for video? The numbers have to damn near be astonishing. They're not they, they it, because they don't understand value. They don't understand really what they're looking at. So they're just looking at hundred thousand, two hundred thousand views. Okay, we'll give you a little something to speak on it. But audio, you can not only warrant a check for ad for very for 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 um less. Mm -hmm. You will also that ad also converts better because the listener has a different relationship than the viewer, in Absolutely. my opinion. Again, the viewer, to me, is not the customer. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's and right. that's that's when I, that's that's how I feel about it. Now, um, I also say this with YouTube. I think half of it is people are addicted to clout chasing. And I don't think clout chasing is on, is, is um, just catered to one level. Like, you got to be broke to clout chase. I think you can be rich in clout chase. I think 100%. you can be successful in clout chase. You cannot understand the business and not even knowing you clout chase. I was I was looking for uh the, the actual number of how much more an audio ad is worth than a video ad. I'll find yeah, it soon. Yeah. I want to I want to stay in the conversation. Yeah, but yeah. and so it's like w when I look at the clout chase, I'm saying, damn it, it feels like that we're more attracted to video because we rather be seen than heard. It's a drug. Like to sit here and act like fame. It's not a drug. It absolutely is. And it don't matter if you got 100,000 people listening or 1,000 or 100. Right. That 100 people can gas you the Ooh. fuck up. That that 100 people will be in your social media comments telling you that you the shit. You the biggest that, thing that, in the that, world. That, those 100 comments will, will go on your YouTube and tell you how much they love you and how much better you are than this person and that person. And you and can't yada, get yada. nine people at the roost you picnic. <laughs> Man, man, act is listen. Act is good at what he does, Lou. I mean, we 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 gonna always probably agree to disagree on that. But yeah. the brother's entertaining, man. That's you know not, I mean? it means nothing to me. It's, I, it's crackheads on the corner entertaining. And, and we're I, running business. That's true. But I, I think I think I think what Act has done as far as turning screaming, I don't want to say he turned into a business, but he's he's learned how to get money from it. You know what I'm saying? He's he's been yeah. able to he's been able to take what he. Has, is, has I, built on online and been able to like damn turn it into licensing deals like he damn they got a licensing deal with Rumble. He's doing great in regards to that, but I'm looking at it like this: Yo, I don't. I, if I got the big kitchen, like let's cook me a five course meal. I don't want to go in the big kitchen and cook the noodles. He might he might learn those other courses though. But what's taking so long when you've had this audience for ten years? I mean, Look I what you've done. Listen, 
I've gauged the market. Look what you've, he's running alongside you, Button, Schultz, Vlad. Like, he's running alongside you guys. He's number two on the list, dude. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel like I'm running beside well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah, yeah. in the, in the percept, he's not run. I'm saying perception wise, when they say, I'm talking about the list. Look at the list. He got you, Joe, Act. They got him in these conversations. And I'm saying, okay, what is. Can I, can I want to say something about that list real quick since you brought it up? Here's the thing, like. You know, you got like, uh, let's say, uh, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter, they had the top 35 most powerful people in New York uh, last year. I'm on that list. Of course. Right? And they did a, a profile piece on me in there. Thank, thank you to the Hollywood Reporter. Then like Mediaite. Mediaite had the top. And, and by the way, when you go look at the Hollywood Reporter list, you can pull it up yourself and look and see who's on that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna, let's do that. Yeah, let's do, let's that. do that. We got time. Yeah, we, we got, got time. time. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I, I, this is this, this the part I've been waiting on. Yes. Oh, look. I got it right here. Look. The Hollywood Reporter. 35 most powerful people in New York media 2022. Charlemagne the God. But no, read, read some of the names before that, though. Let me see. Is that is this it? Nate? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's uh the that's the CBS morning news team. So that's Gail King. I know Gail for sure. Yeah. She's powerhouse. Now, who, now who's after that? Samantha B. Samantha B. You got uh. Who is these people? Yeah, you got the cast of the View. Yeah. Right. You got. Well, uh, you come up on uh, mine's after that. But you got R. E. Burkoff. Stephen Colbert. Well, listen, R. E. Burkoff is the CEO of Lion Tree. Lion Tree is a, is a boutique investment bank of choice for media, okay, entertainment, telecommunications sector. Yes. Yes. You got uh, Nate and Gail King. Uh, then you got me, right? But yes. Charlemagne the God. But who else? You got people like uh. Agnes Chu, David Remnick, and Anna Wintour on this list. You got Stephen Colbert and John Batiste. You got Rashida Jones, who's the uh, you know president of NBC, MSNBC. You know what I mean? Man. Like like you got people like that. That's power. Okay. Now there's another list. Uh, Mediaite. You can look that one up. Let's look up. Look up. We're gonna make sure to put both of these on screen. We are dealing with facts, not feelings. Look up. Look up. Mediaite. Uh, top 100 news. Personalities, news, yeah, personalities, news media, twenty twenty two, yeah, most, uh, what is it, is it, uh, media ice, most influential in, in news, news media, media yeah. two thousand twenty two. It's a hundred people. All you gonna see on this list is the Sean Hannitys of the world, the Bill O'Reillys, the Anderson Coopers, Don Lemons. Why my black ass number two? Chris Christie? Why my black ass number twenty three on this list? That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is news. I'm not a news personality. I do. I'm a hip hop media personality but they got me on this list so now the complex list they got me number three here's the reason i don't care about none of those rankings long as long as i'm on a little bit of all of those lists i must be doing something right right and plus i don't that's not what i do it for it's right. a it's a it's a it's an honor when anybody recognizes you yes and they salute but, but what it is you I doing i think i think it's a disappointment because they add to the confusion Explain. You see, because power, when we identify to, again, some people, all they have is the information and the drip list that's left out there. Mm -hmm. So when they are coming up with their template as to what power looks like and you have someone at number two who who hasn't really built anything and you got the number three guy on Mediaites, top influential in news and also on what was the other one? Uh, the Hollywood Reporter top. What is it? Most powerful people in New York media 2022. Help Let's, me understand that. I, I get what you're saying because look, but here's the thing. Like when you look at the Hollywood Reporter, right? And that's why when I did the Vlad TV interview, I was I was asking, well, what defines power? Because when you go look at the things they break down, right? They say I'm the host of the Breakfast Club. 
and 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 the God's honest truth. That's my talk show. We can get into that too. We will. We will. But um, it just basically breaks down a lot of different things that I do. Breakfast Club, Brilliant Idiots, TV show, mm-hmm. multiple best-selling books, a comics imprint, which 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 they, you know that's this another is what thing. Disappoints. Scripted development. And and I even do it. Crazy part, I even do a video series for the Hollywood Reporter. So it's like when people t- have these conversations about, you know, what is power. I just be asking, like, okay, well, define it for me in in in, in hip hop. Because the other thing I like about these lists, it's executives on this list. It's people that actually call shots. It's people that can actually That's get you point. a check. It's people that can put you in That's position. The point. That's the point. When you have someone who is supposed to be a credible publication, confusing our culture in that way because. Podcasting is an undeveloped market. That's right. It's developing. And so everyone is looking for marching orders. These young guys are developing in the dog. Now, Joe, what Joe did, and we're going to get into him with Patreon, that's a model. That's a model you have to literally... It's a hard model to, to to craft under if you don't have that fan base, right? You mm-hmm. can't start a podcast and say... I don't want any audio ads. I'm going to go all Patreon, and then it's going to take you a while to build that up. But, hey, he done whatever he's done. But for you to have made what you've made in audio, to be the person that's been influential with all these checks and, and these these assists and these Andrew Schultz and these, you know, Tax Stones and all these other pods and different people that came through you, I think it adds to the confusion of the youngster saying, Oh well, damn! He got, they got they got Ackett too. I don't I don't mind that though. Yeah, you don't because you again. It's not you. It ain't you. It's the people on the other side who's, ta- who's taking that and saying, "Well, hey, we're gonna do what Act doing." Like instead mm. of saying, "No, we're gonna do what Charlotte." See how Charlotte doing that well, Breakfast Club well, well, thing? I, th- I think I think you should look at everybody on that list. I think well, how, how many people was on Complex list? Twenty five. Was it twenty five? Yeah, yeah, twenty five. I mean, my, my big AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, 
it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't have any issue with the complexes. I just felt like they left a lot of people off. I felt like you should have been on there. Yes. I felt like Boole Kev should have been on yes. there. I felt like uh, DJ Head and Chuck Dizzle, what they doing with Homegrown Radio, yes. they should have been on there. Like, there's just a lot of people I feel like they missed. Yes. You know? Um, but I think you should be studying everybody that's on that list. Yeah. Like you should be looking at everybody on that list and and looking at what all of those people do. The, the other thing I didn't, I, I wouldn't have done on that list. You can't put none of the the people that's already home on that list. Right. You know that's one of my right. favorite Jay Z records. I'm already right. home. Some of these right. people are literally yeah. in the Hall of Fame yeah. already. Yeah, Angie already Martinez in the Hall of Fame already. Sway in the Hall of Fame already. Big Boy in the Hall of Fame already. Hell, I'm in the Radio Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah. Angela Yee in the Radio Hall yeah. of Fame. Like some people you can't. You know, Envy should have been on that list. But but they sh- th- those are we the OGs. Like yeah. I'd rather see a list of everybody that's new. Yeah, in the space. I'd rather see a right list. I don't give a damn. Like, just get it right. If more than anything, because again, that's what I'm always about. But the only way to, to get it right, you got to actually base it on something other that's than noise. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That's that, so, that, that was the other thing. I did, the, the list was like it, it was just it was based on seemed like noise. Great point. Like it was like great point. Like even the way they were describing people and like, they misuse power. So you said power and based it on noise. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if it's power rankings, this list goes different. If it's true power, if we're really talking power, this list doesn't go like that. And we've we've, we've given them. Enough because I don't think the list warrants that much from from us, right? I, I listen. I appreciate being on all the lists. Anybody that wants to salute me, yeah, I don't care. You, I'm I'm 23 on media. I don't. I don't even know. I was top seven on and um, most powerful people in media in New York. I don't. That's not what I do it for, right? 
But I enjoy the conversation right, because right. because I like I'm the person that likes to debate stuff like that. I'll, right. I'll sit here with you and tell you Steph Curry, number two greatest player right. of all time. <laughs> right, right, I, you know right, what I mean? Whether right. you agree or not, it's just like yes. that's just my opinion. Yes. So I don't have no problem, you know, being in those uh, those conversations. But I mean, I just I do want to say I do like what Ak has built, and I think that there's what has he built? This is what I can't never get an answer for. I think he's built a name. That ain't shit. No, no, I'll tell you why it is. Because so many celebrities are broke. That is true, but he's not. Because not he, yet. Because, <laughs> because he's been able to take that name and, and go get a check from Spotify. And, and I can give him and, grace. And, and, for and, that. and by the way, the Spotify deal was slick. Yeah, and that was a that was a hijack. I'll tell you why the Spotify deal was slick. Because he didn't have no he, podcast. He didn't have no history. No podcast resume at all. It's not like this is what he's listen. This is what he's been able to do. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. He's the the greatest trick ever in hip hop media. He's been able to finesse bags out of nothing. Because well, in my no, it's, opinion, it's, it's not it's noise. I ain't gonna say nothing. Nothing is too close. It, it could could come off like it's nothing happening. So there's something happening, mm -hmm. but it's noise, not value. And I could tell you what I call that. I don't, I'm like, I don't be asking about no. Be like, tell me about that deal you just yeah, signed, young man. That's what I'm saying. You know what I, mean? that's I want, what I, we want own. I want, I want to know yeah. what happened. Tell me about the Rumble yeah. situation. Like, I, I need to know those plays because, yo, all right. So, what's up with Spotify? You know, let's I, get back to the building the name because I okay. really want to see what people are getting from this young brother. What has he done? I really don't understand. Be, and tell me if I'm not receiving it right. Mm -hmm. Be like, loan. I, I literally laid it out. You just not receiving what I'm for saying. For me, for me, when I was, because uh, I've been knowing that. For like 13 years now. Right. You know I mean, I, I knew Ak when he was going to, I think, Rutgers. Yes. Like, you know, his one his first interview ever, ever. Was you. Was with me. And that's just because I, I've i always just paid attention, man. And I'm never going to deny people. Like, that's just not my thing, right? You know what I mean? I've always been that type of person. Like, you reach out to me. You tell me, yo, I'm a young dude. I go to Rutgers. I, you know, I look up to what you're doing. I would love that opportunity to interview you. Why not? Right. Like, what, why, what does it hurt me? Right. And that's so to, real, to, to, to bro. That's to, so gangster. If nobody never told you, that's some real shit, man. Right. That's what some it, real it, shit. It don't hurt do me that. to grant him that. So yeah. it's like I've always been paying a, attention to, to what he's done, giving him game, you know, along the way. And, and for me, all of these guys that we see now, I used to see them on Act YouTube before they had tattoos on their face. Yeah, and that's Before the their dreads was yeah. long. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, he was early, and I think there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about, yo, I was there first, willing to do it, doing it, but... And I like the disruption he caused. What I think has happened, and we'll get to that, mm -hmm. but what I think has happened is along the way, he's picked up liquor or something, and I think effectively crashes his business when he get on, on when he get drunk i think he calls out people unnecessarily i think he ruins relationships and then he tries to clean it up when he's not drunk like he i was just on twitch man it really didn't but that effectively in my opinion is fucking the business up and i'm saying he had access to this big kitchen with the best grills and the flat stove tops and he chose to use the microwave well it's not over that's fact. You know, somebody can and look. So, and so that's why these conversations are like. Important. Exactly. Because somebody can look at me in 2013 and 2014 and think I'm, I'm you know, going to crash, crash out too. Yes, yes, you know? yes. But and, you and, were always in position. And yeah. he is, he's somewhat in position. I think Spotify may pull out on him, right? Because I don't see the value with the pod. I think the pod is lackluster for what they've probably paid him, right? In my opinion, I don't see it. But he got the bag already. That's what I'm saying. And being that he got the bag and he still is able to utilize 
you know, social media and YouTube, he'll 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 be cool for the time being. But what I would challenge him or anybody else to do is you gotta build that thing outside of social media. That's what I'm media. saying. Yeah. You gotta build that thing outside of YouTube. You gotta build that thing outside of screaming all of the time. You, you should build that thing and just use those platforms to push and that's what that I'm thing saying. that you've built. And I'm saying you haven't you haven't utilized the formula of the people they comparing you to. And, and he's and he's investing his money in the right things. I mean, at least from what I can see, like I know he got his own building, studio, yeah, his own building yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's know? a good, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying he's stupid. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't know what to do with his money. I'm saying that. Where's the longevity? Is exactly. You, I get it. And I'm saying in it. my opinion, what he's doing, I can plug anyone from my neighborhood in that place. Not how he's talking. Cause I also believe he does know how to talk. Again, this isn't hate. This is mm -hmm. literally saying, bro, the value that you have isn't what you are warranted in the culture. And I think that a lot of that is cap. And I'm saying that because I believe he he come up and understands the Internet in some weird way. Right. And and I'll get to that at some other point. But I, I don't see I, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't see the value. In I see it. the value. I do. Okay. And, 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 and like I said, we don't know where it's going to go. You know what I Even mean? when he bit into the six nine thing, to me, that what do you mean bit into it? So to me, he changed his business model when he when he grabbed hold of six nine and said, "I'm gonna be with you, like I'm gonna be your guy." Effectively alienated a lot of the other people who would have came and sat down on his platform. I, I think six nine had a lot of people confused though, just like Trump had a lot of people confused. Remember six that's nine that, never that, had me confused, not you, but that's that's that whole era, right? Like if you think about that's it, you true. go back to that time, like. Everybody was loud and boisterous. You go back and listen to old Bernie. I was telling everybody, all oh, this shit gonna crash yeah. and burn. The Trump's gonna yeah. crash and burn. Yeah. The six nine's gonna crash yeah. and burn. I was saying that. Go back and listen. I was saying all of this shit gonna crash and burn because that type of shit is not sustainable. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And see, I'm looking at, but but just peep it out. So, academics when he starts his platform with Spotify, this is how I think he's thinking. All right, I got this deal with Spotify. I got one of the most humongous hip-hop platforms. I'm going to funnel my relationship from social media over to my exclusive contract and build my catalog and re-up and get a big bag. This is what I'm I'm thinking is a it's an underground railroad he's about to run. Like we say, mm -hmm. you use these other platforms. Hey, I'm funneling y'all to over here where I'm adding the real value, where I'm really creating the value at, not posting you here and do. I'm funneling y'all and is he behind a paywall I don't yes know. that's what okay. i'm saying well, well, see that that could be the disconnect too right because a lot of times i've seen a lot of great podcasts get behind a paywall and they lose their audience because you know especially that fickle internet audience they're not gonna pay for what they used to yeah. get getting for well, free. well it's not pay it's not a paywall but it's an exclusive deal where they have to listen to it on spotify oh, so, so they don't spotify. have to pay okay okay gotcha, right gotcha, gotcha. and that's what i'm saying so it wasn't a situation where they had to pay it's just be available over here where we are right and I think he could have easily done it had he not locked in with 6ix9ine in that way. I think all the rappers would have came with him. They would have said, yo, act. But just post me, He's bro. He's still getting mad interviews, though. With who? I seen him do the, the PNB Rock one. You know, the, the little Dirk he just did. Dirk did that, in my opinion, you know, because of the young boy thing. Dirk is a calculated individual. I think Dirk thought that out and said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and crash this relationship out with you and young boy. Mm. Right? I'm going to go ahead and do this interview and put, you, put that relationship. Because... Think about the fickleness of that. Like, I've I rolled with Young Boy for all this time. He's been one of my best guys. And then I flip on him and go get with his guy. Mm -hmm. And then I go interview Dirk. And then I get Dirk out of there and go interview his op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, yo, what the fuck is this? 
Yeah, that shit just gave me a headache. That's, that's, what, <laughs> I don't know that's what I'm saying, but I, bro. But, but I will say, I, I'm, I'm going to get you in active talk, but more importantly, man, I just I just think it's room for, I think it's a lot of room for growth there. Yeah. You know, because to your point, he, he does have an audience. He has one of the biggest. He should have, if not, he can't do what you do because of the radio thing. Probably can't do what Joe did because Joe has a little audience that'll kind of follow him here and there a little bit. But Ak, what have he done? I think he's, I, oh he got a name yo I know niggas well, I, it's all these niggas got names yeah like, but, but I think he's done a lot as far as like uh, introducing he's busy introducing people, people are getting to moved. a lot of new artists at least me that's that's what I look at he's introduced me to a lot of a lot how of many new years artists. ago oh this is that's what I'm saying thirteen years ago but I'm saying he's done it consistently because that's who I follow to to get a whole last of that new artist shit. he got now, last now, artist I don't know who the, uh, who's the last person he introduced to whoever might be on this paper this is what I'll say I will say that you know. I just think hip hop as a whole has a glass ceiling. Yes. And we don't realize it right. until you hit your head on yes. it. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So yes. I, I, yes, I want to see everybody. But I watched y'all and I come in like that. I come in saying, nope, CIA guy, you yeah. come in. Nope, hey, you come over here. I you, got football, you, basketball. You should talk to whoever your interests call you to talk to. Yes. The reason I sit down with Judy Bloom. Because my whole life I've been reading Judy Bloom right. books. My mom had me reading Judy Bloom books when I was in second and third grade. Right. The reason I can sit down with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because my dad was making me sit down and watch Minister Farrakhan when I was a jit. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like The reason I, wa- I can sit down and have a conversation with Bishop T.D. Jakes or Sarah Jake Roberts, any of these people, because I watch them and, yes. I, and I've watched them for years. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. this ain't. I'm not doing things just because I just want to have diversity. Right. No, these are people that my interests actually lean towards. Right. You know what and I mean? That's what I mean. And long as you do that, I think you can be effective. A hundred percent. I don't I don't like anybody because I've been in that space where I was a caricature. I don't like people that I have a conversation with and you know we 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 going back and forth and I'm like, there's no way you can possibly believe this right. shit. And then when the conversation's over, they telling me shit like and you know, I just got to do that. You yeah, know what nah, I mean? I, like I got to do that yeah, because, like you know, that. there's a there's a whole other side. You can't play both sides yeah. of the internet. Yeah. That's literally, literally what people be doing. They playing both sides of the internet. They yes. trying to cover all bases. Yes. They want the internet that agrees with them, to agree with them. and to they like want, it. And like these it. people to and like these people it. Like, you can't but when you like do that, that, nobody spends nothing. Nobody, nobody spends nothing. Again, that's right. you don't want viewers, you want customers. You want customers. They have to separate this. That's and our right. culture has... Because of the clout chasing thing, and also I need you guys to understand out there, all podcasters, young niggas, people on the come up, that you have to do some mental hygiene and not feed your ego. Ooh. You have to put yourself in a position to understand that ego is stolen. Man, I, Confidence I, is earned. You know how many conversations I have with people about content and they sit around trying to figure out ways to go viral and I'm just sitting there like that is not where your off. mind yeah. should be at even when somebody tells me things like you know I want to get I'm doing this so we can get coverage no man create good content that's it, that's it. nothing more nothing less everything else was I promise you everything else is sell itself you're already on the block that's why we build all these blocks exactly Breakfast Club is a block Black exactly. Effect is a, bl- a block the company me and Kevin Hart got with Audible SBH that's a block all we want on these blocks is the best possible yes, product. Sir. We already got the block. Yes, sir. We're going to get you the attention and everything yes, else you need. Just give me the content, man. Yes, sir. And I think, I think with me, I think it gives people light because I ain't did no clout chase. I ain't did no calling out of rappers, no exposing of this or that. I've literally just had conversations about information. And if I do say something to somebody, it's like, 
I don't think that made sense, man. Because if you could, you might could have went this way, done it like this, and it would have been worth that. Like it's like I look at things like that, and I believe truly because there's a crop of young podcasters behind me that say we latching on to what Loon is saying because nobody's talking about this kind of thing. And that's when I started paying attention. Like you, you used to tag me and everything, and your name looks so unique. Like what the fuck is a Fago yeah, Loon? Yeah, yeah. What, what does what Fago mean? Fly get flown over. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? I just used to always see you tag me. Yeah. And then when I started listening, you were giving commentary on things that were going on yes. in the podcast space, in the podcast world. But I just be liking the gems you drop about life yes. as well. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what made me be like, oh man, that 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 brother there got something to say. And yeah. I let you I have no problem letting you know that. Yeah, man. You let a nigga know we talk all the time. Damn near every day that's we right. talk. You that's know, right. and I, it was information and you know what I'm saying? I love that, bro, because I need that. Like, what, where I come from, I come out the darkness. So I'm telling you, I, I tell you even, go back, going back a little bit, and we're going to get back into the business, but going back a little bit into the uh, uh, um, confidence thing. Mm -hmm. Have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Hell yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get to a place of worthy until December of 2019. Wow. But that's only because, um, you know, well, number one, you can't be an imposter. You can't, you can't get imposter syndrome when you're being an imposter. So when I was playing a character of myself, I didn't get it. But when I came back down to reality, you know what I mean, and started looking around at everything that I was doing and everything I was building, it did start to feel like, man, this ain't this ain't me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times too, man, like when you get in the, if you get attacked, like you know, like people are literally yeah. trying to take you out, yeah. like on some real shit. Like yeah. like you be like, damn, is this yeah, you know, gonna yeah. be how I go out until you reestablish that. No, until you hear God say, bro, you, you're divinely you protected. Yes, yes, yes. Like, what and, are you talking about? You like, been, you've been through worse. You're yes, going to be fine. Like, yes, relax. Yes, like, you're yes. going to be fine. And so December 2019, and I remember Bishop T.D. Jakes told me that because I remember having a conversation with him about it during an interview. That's why I'm bringing him up because it was during an interview and we got on worthiness. And I remember him saying to me, you know, most people who've been like abused as kids, right? Because I always talk about, you know, the older woman right. used to touch on me right, when I was right. eight. He said, most people who've been abused as kids, you know, um, it's hard for them to get to a place of worthy. They never feel, you know, worthy. And for me, that situation hit really hard because I remember when I stopped letting that lady do that, she would call me ugly mm. and tell me I got a big now nose she trying and all kind of shit. Cut a nigga down. That's right. So for yeah. me, it became like, People pleasing, and there's been points. I was in, gonna ask you about that. There's okay. been points in my life where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what this person wants me to do, not to disappoint. Not them. to disappoint. I them. hate that. You know, because I got that urge as a cancer. Like I catch myself now, even in interviews, even though I don't agree with everything, but the idea, like I, I, I under, so my understanding a lot of times dictates my action, right? So if I'm in an interview and it's that silence. Mm -hmm. I may, I may, you know, I may like when you talking, I may nod and you may not even got through it yet, but I'm trying to give you what I think I need as a, you know, it's like, I don't want you to think you here alone or, or, or it's uh, I know what it's like on that Island where you talk and like, nobody's into that's it. Right. right? You got to right. survive through that. But it's almost like that. That's why I see my people pleaser at, but I'll, I'll be non like this. And then somebody say something like, nah, that that's not right. 
But but I was nodding, and I, I'm trying to understand that about myself. What the fuck is that, and why am I nodding? <laughs> like, I'm, I don't get it, bro. No, nah, I'm with you on that, too. I be uh, thinking, why the fuck am I nodding? I, and think, I, I think the nodding, because I do that, too. I think the nodding is just the acknowledgement that I'm actually listening. Okay. Because when I'm listening, I get quiet. Yeah. So I, I, I might just stare at you. Yeah. But I want you to know I'm engaged, yeah, I'm engaged, yeah, I'm yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, nodding because yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Right. I'm just and that's what I'm, I'm saying. And, and But it'll come off sometimes that, especially on camera, I'm noticing, mm -hmm. right? And, and now I got to be cognizant of like we're on camera, certain things. And so I can't be nodding at something, you know, sitting next to some of these white people and they saying some shit mm -hmm. and I'm nodding and the clip cut and they didn't get to get my response and it looks like I'm agreeing, right? And I don't know. I don't know if that's people pleaser, but I've been reading up on imposter syndrome because I've been trying to identify what's going on with me because as I come from... Man, you fr you fresh out the street. That's what it is. You, you, was, you, 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 you can still smell the block on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now you in front of these microphones, yeah. you probably a person that's used to not showing their face yeah, too much, staying nah, out the way. Yes. And now you still staying out the way, but you in the way. Yes. People know your name. Yes. Like you walking down the street, somebody call your name now. You like Yes. You know, yes. But, but they ain't calling you because they are op. Right. They ain't calling you because they I enjoy police. the show, bro. I like, enjoy the show. God, that's and all. It's, it's it's fucking me up because I'm like, like I even saw a couple of comments yesterday, like saying, yo, Loon should have did two or three days so he can get it his bag. And I'm like, yo, y'all got to understand I'm a technique guy more than anything. So my first time doing something is going to be more so this like. Paying attention. Yeah, what's going on here? You know, like. Unless what's, it's a space you're familiar with. Right. Like you, Breakfast Club, you, I mean, brilliant it is. You smoked it. Smoked it. Yeah, you that's know what, what I'm saying? saying. But this is so important and it's BT and it's on your face card. And I'm saying, let's just make sure that we in rotation. Like, I, just, I, I, I did the Breakfast Club thing because I want people to see you. Right. And I want people that know you. To be like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, like Loon, yeah, and, Loon they, and they did it, yeah, Loon that's coming. what they doing still. You know? They like, yo, Breakfast Club because, bro, it's been a short amount of time. Like, it ain't. I've been going like two years strong. I mean, I started partying long time ago and stopped, but I've been going like two years strong every week, clips every day, this and that, and it's like. For certain people, that's a fast movement, mm -hmm. right? In part, and it's like, yo, man, you wish Charlemagne, you over here, you did, yeah. Like he is the, he's fucking gone. Mm -hmm. And I need the youngsters to know consistency, networking, but most important, valuable content. In, in, intent over intent over content. Yes. Like you should, you should have intent. You 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 should have intentional content. Like don't yes. just do shit to do it. Don't just make noise. You know no. what I mean? Don't just set yourself on motherfucking fire yes. and think that you're going to get attention. Oh, that's what man. that's the conversations I've been having on Brilliant Idiots the past few weeks because that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, I feel like it's a bunch of people doing the same thing. Yes. And it's and it's and it's old it's shit, it's old shit that I used to do. Right. So I can recognize it. They and, revamping shit. And I'm telling y'all, that shit has a, a short shelf life. <laughs> yes. There's a ceiling to that yes. shit. You're going to bump your motherfucking head. You but know what I'm saying? With you, with us, like people like me, I've studied like you have all my life, like all different sides. Like I would sit up and watch CNN and don't give a damn. It's just about technique. How they, okay, how they transitioning in and out of conversations and what, what's that word mean? That's right. Let me look that word up. What the and, fuck? Was and, and I'm going to tell you something else. Speaking about all of that, the, and, you know, uh, you know, seeing things that don't pertain to you and everything. The one thing I used to always tell Ak all the time, and I'm sure Ak has said this. I used to always say, find your own voice. Don't be a second-rate version of nobody. Ooh, don't imitate me. Yes. Don't imitate this person. Like, don't do nothing. Yes. Find your own voice. When you find your own voice, you're going to be out of here. Do you think he's done that now? Absolutely. And that's why I think his shit has, 
gone up, mm. you know, because I remember when he was, you could go back and listen and you can listen and you'll be like, oh, okay, he's trying to sound like this person. Yes. Yeah, he's trying to sound like that person. Yeah. He absolutely found his own voice. And that's what I'm trying to tell everybody now. Find your own voice. I'm watching these people. Number one, you hustling backwards because you're launching your podcast on YouTube. But then number two, you're doing what everybody else is doing. Right. Like, Sitting there talking about and, the and, same and, and, shit. And listen, maybe that's our fault. Maybe that's my fault. Exactly. Because, because exactly. I, I, I let them astray. But I'm yes. telling you, why would you want to be the version of me I'm telling you you're going to bump your head at instead of being the do you version think of they, me I'm telling you that you can fly? Do you, you, do you <laughs> think that they think, do you think that they say, man, Charlotte just don't want me to get big like he got big? Is it some of that? Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 